I'm Tony Tardio. Hello and welcome to Darren Hinch's That's Life podcast, a podcast where we talk about the big stories of the past, the big stories of today, through the prism of Hinch's six decades in the media. In this episode, what goes on in Canberra after dark and between the sheets? A fair bit, it seems, which has seen the implementation of the bonk ban. Darren Hinch spent three years as a senator in federal parliament. What did he see and what is his take on the Canberra bonk ban? Mr Hinch, welcome to That's Life Yet Again. Thank you, Squire. All good? Now, you were a senator in Canberra for a number of years, three years mm-hmm. to be exact. Uh, how much bonking goes on in Canberra? Well, this thing about the bonk ban brought in by Malcolm Turnbull after the Barnaby-Joyce affair, um, I, I, it goes on, I'm sure. Um, I didn't know much about it. Somebody said, why didn't you break the Barnaby-Joyce story? I said, I didn't know anything about it until Shari Markson wrote it in the Telegraph. And by that stage, his girlfriend was already pregnant, I think, and moved on to another to Matt Carnivan's office. Um, it, look, it does go on. It does go on. Um, the closest I've got to knowledge of it was that um, once Christopher Pine told me that... Uh, <laughs> Christopher told me that he said, we used to have, um, in the House of Reps, we used to have parties in the corridors every Thursday... But it got out of hand, and there's a bit of horizontal folk dancing, so we cancelled them, and that, that was the most scurrilous stuff I heard. But we knew of other, we knew of other relationships. I, I, people say, is this, is this news? Is it legitimate? Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the one quote I do remember from way back was when we finally discovered that John Kennedy, despite his bad back, was a, a very prolific um, adulterer. Mate, he was doing pretty well with a bad back. Yeah, didn't he, he, yeah he did. <laughs> I remember saying to somebody once, uh, they should when Nixon was president, I said, hey, keep one thing in mind here. John Kennedy did it with consenting adult females. Richard Nixon's doing it to a country. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, back, well, back here, back here, look, there have been umpteen cases back here. We've had, um, now, we never knew how accurate it all was with um, Tony Abbott and uh, Peter Credlin. Um, well, that's an allegation. It was an allegation. Yeah, an allegation, but um, uh, two things there. Uh, Malcolm Turnbull, uh, in his book, uh, just released uh, this year, said that uh, virtually said that um, that Credlin had more power than any female he ever knew in Canberra as a staffer. That he she was virtually prime minister. Now the only thing I would say about and I I admire what Credlin did with uh, the, when she was challenging uh, Dan Andrews over, over, over COVID, um, but there was a story that appeared quite a while ago that Credlin at a dinner party was feeding Abbott off her fork. Now, I'm not that experienced, but the only time I would ever think that a male or female would feed somebody off their fork was if they were forking. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's all I know. But look, it goes back to other rumours about other people, other Prime Ministers. The current one, of course, was Tudge and, uh, and, and Christian Porter. The Four Corners story. Um, the Tudge one, um, he, he admits some of it, um, and and his his, and you have to stress that she said on Four Corners that it was a, uh, uh, con- it was a consensual 
relationship, although she they, they were both married. I think yes, they both had children. They were children. both married, both had children, uh, but there was a consensual relationship with yeah. a, 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 a boss, and I think. Yeah. He alleged, she alleges bullying happened afterwards. Since, yeah, afterwards. I, I think. And then she went to Michaela Cash's office and claims that she was railroaded out of there, that uh, they just wanted her out of the place. Uh, so that, that's, that'll, that'll be a, a matter for, the, uh, for, for litigation of some sort. The one thing I did like about the Tudge thing, you probably shouldn't joke about it, but somebody went on Twitter saying, um, we should come up with names of songs that you could put Tudge's name into. You know, like, I was thinking, just a Tudge, a Tudge of Paradise, <laughs> or Tudge, Tudge Me in the Morning. <laughs> but Porter, of course, has denied everything. Uh, so why would it be why would it be uh, newsworthy to even name Porter, mention Porter, if there is any allegation against an Attorney General, and Malcolm Turnbull said he called him into his office before he made him Attorney General to warn him against reputation of drinking a lot and going out to bars with younger women in Canberra, um, if there is any impl- any any implication against an AG, the, the, the threat of blackmail and stuff like that is always there. So. You must be accountable, uh, and Canberra is a bubble, and, and but it's also a, go- a goldfish bowl because if you are out playing around, somebody's going to see you and somebody's going to know because about only about three or four bars that everybody, every journal and Polly goes to, and you're going to be seen there. Now, the- Tudge supposedly demanded a a a, a, a journal turn on his camera, and not fo- his mobile phone, and not photograph Christian Porter. Like it's off limits here. Like we don't you know what's, what what goes on tour stays on tour. Well, the thing is, uh, the the lady, the unnamed staffer that yeah. Porter was allegedly She's denied it too. kissing, she's denied it mm. too. So when you've got two people denying it, the two crucial people, mm. I mean, should it have been something that Four Corners went with? But, but, but Four Corners, when, when Porter said that they, he, he was never contacted, Four Corners now says, the producers say, we, we, we wrote specific questions to his office like two dozen times. Right. So he he, 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 was, he was the allegation though is that Four Corners it was a, was a hit job on yeah on on these two guys. I mean, with Porter they went back to his university days. Yeah, well that's crap. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, things I wrote and said when I was fifteen, I wouldn't stand by now. You hope you'd grown a bit, you know. The but where it gets gets to me quite clear when people say, "Why was Barnaby Joyce? Why was that a story?" When you get people who start... He brought his own family into this argument by saying, when he opposed same-sex marriage, during that argument he said, I want my... I'm paraphrasing. I want my daughter to grow up to have a normal heterosexual marriage like I've got. And as he's saying that, he's got a pregnant staffer in his office. You know, So once you bring... Once as I call it the Brady Bunch, once you bring the Brady Bunch into your life, and try to say I'm clean and this is my family image, then it's open slather. If it can be proved, you're being a hypocrite. Yeah, as proved with Bill Clinton though, and uh, what happened in the Oval Office, you know, <laughs> outside of the in the toilet or whatever, wherever, wherever it happened, uh, things to do with sex are touchy s- subjects. That's now, true. Now, now he wasn't. Impeach. Well, he was impeached, but he wasn't. Wasn't convicted. He, he um, wasn't thrown out see, of the presidency. Keep in mind, that, that in Clinton's case, two things. He was her superior. I mean, he was the president of the United States. She was an intern, so that comes into it. This, the power of the person and the younger girl. I mean, she was complicit, obviously. 
She was over 18. Yeah, but she was an intern. She was an employee. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, he was, he, was, he was pretty brave. He gave her the same book of poems that he'd given to Hillary <laughs> once. <laughs> and, of course, then was the famous, the famous blue dress. Well, but can it, you imagine Bill Clinton's face when he was told that he'd left something on that blue dress? Mm. <laughs> he knew he was, he was gone. He was gone, yeah. Uh, the, the classic case with him, and I've seen this, this tape 50 times, when he was asked in front of Hillary about Monica Lewinsky, he said straight to camera, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Right? Then you could almost see his brain ticking over thinking, oh, that's a bit cruel, that woman. You know, she may go apeshit over this. So he said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And he paused. He said, Monica Lewinsky. I mean, he, then he jumped in and named her to try and give it a bit of cred. When he, when he was giving evidence, uh, you know, he, he was so clever because he was trying to define every, every word he was defining. You know, now, now is oral sex... Sex. Sex. Yeah. Well, it was last time I looked. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we, we have a history. I, I, when I knew we were talking about this, uh, I went back and, uh, of course, there was Gareth, Senator Gareth Evans mm. uh, and Cheryl, Cheryl Curnow. Curnow. Now, yeah. Laurie Oakes broke that yeah. story. Now, that was a shocker because at the time, Cheryl Curnow was the leader of the Democrats, right? And she was about to, after pillow talk with Gareth Evans, was about to quit and become a Labor senator, right? And while she was in the midst of this, there was a South Australian state election and she went there campaigning for the Democrats. And I I got got on very well with Cheryl Conner over the years, but she went there campaigning as a leader of the Democrats when she knew... She was about to, uh, having been persuaded, I guess, by her lover to, uh, to jump. And remember, she, she almost didn't get the Senate seat. She almost lost it. At another, she threw a tantrum on election night. Correct. And yeah. she threw a real tantrum saying, no, oh, I never had a chance. And then, whoops, she, she, got, she got there. Do, you, do you, had, you had the, the, the famous one, well, Jim Cairns and um, Judy Morosi was, was a big one. And that, I had a little thing to do with that because it was my newspaper, The Sydney Sun, that ran the front page story my special kind of love for Junie. Uh, Tony McRae was a journalist and she managed to get a quote out of, out, of, out of Jim Cairns that said, my special kind of love for Junie, which, of course, was the sun splashed all, all over page one. Allegedly, because uh, Jim Cairns was Deputy Prime Minister mm. and I think Whitlam might have been overseas uh, at some stage or something was happening and he was at uh, Kirribilli House in Sydney, this is the story, and he and Judy Moran, Judy Morosi, uh, uh, allegedly rolled down the lawns the lawn. of Kirribilli, both naked. Yeah, well, is I that a story you've heard? Could be, could be true. Well, one of the funniest stories about the whole Morosi thing because she'd had a fling with Lionel Murphy first, the Supreme Court High Court judge, um, uh, and a friend of mine who remained nameless, Andrew Peacock. <laughs> said, said to me once, he said, you know, one of the smartest things I ever did in my life. And I said, what, what? He said, I was in Sydney and it was about 11 o'clock at night and I pulled out a, a phone number out of my wallet that had been given to me by Lionel Murphy. I said, you should give this lady a call. And it was Judy Morosi. And he put the phone number back in his wallet. He didn't make the call and he says... 
years later when all the Jim Cairn stuff blew up, we said, I was so pleased I didn't. <laughs> she was an extraordinary woman, you know. She, uh, I met her I met her with her husband. I just became head of the Sydney Sun and she asked to have lunch and I went to a little, little restaurant called The Siren on Broadway in Sydney and her husband turned up and it was extraordinary. She turned up looking very glamorous in a big black poncho and high leather boots, okay, and it looked very stunning. And then he turns up, I can't remember, David somebody, and he was like the honorary consul for Ethiopia or something. And he pulls out, out of nowhere a huge pile of airline tickets you know, for me to have a look at, trying to impress me. And then he, then he, he told me in front of her, a, um, I won't repeat it all, but he told me a, 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 a sexual thing that she had and could do that made men fall all over themselves how, about how, it. How did you get onto that topic? I oh, just out of the blue. He just sort of he just sort of raised it. <laughs> he raised it. He used the word. And I'll let people go and look it up. He used the word prehensile. So there you are. There you are. But uh, there have been many. There been many others. I mean, the Abbot, not the Abbot, the um, the um, um, Ainsley Gotto. John Gordon John and Gordon. Ainsley Gotto. Well, yeah. she was she was a, a, a young. Lady. She was in her twenties, and she became his personal secretary. And somebody said something like, I remember a famous quote, it wiggles, it, this and its name is Ainsley Gotto, you know, because she, she was like pre, um, pre-Credlin, she was the, the guard on the gate. Yeah, for, well, for, she, she denied it. Yes. I think he did too. Yes. And she died only about two years ago. That's true. And uh, there was an article written about it, and uh, the article said, no, nothing happened between him, her and, uh, and, but, but and John Gordon. But was, Gordon was, you know, was a lecture. Um, I remember the time he took Mike Willis's sister, got on the piss and took to the American ambassador's residence, half full of sauce, during the Vietnam War. And, and of course, I think Lorraine, I think her name was, she she went public with it. You know, She'd been discussing... He, he had a certain character, uh, John Gordon. He wasn't the yeah. best-looking bloke because he had a, a plane well, he, crash. He's, he's face-planted into, into an aircraft... Um, yeah, but you know, he had. He had he, I guess when you've got the power, and uh, you're 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 a clever guy too, or women would find that uh, that attractive. John well, Brown, so you, you go on that the, the, the power thing. I've said this before. It's, I think it's an apocryphal story. Um, but Andrew Peacock and Henry Kissinger supposedly having a drink in a bar in Washington. Okay, and this very pretty young woman comes up and starts flirting with them, and after she walked away. Peacock says to Kissinger, oh, look at that, the power of sex. And Kissinger allegedly says, no, the sex of power. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, he had a long affair with um, Jill St. John, a very famous American actress, Henry Kissinger. Uh, John Brown, he was a Labor Minister for Tourism, yes. if I remember, and there was a famous story on 60 Minutes. Now, this, this involved his wife. Yes. It wasn't anybody else other than his wife, but his wife told how they once had sex on his office desk, and I think she put her knickers she in his ashtray. She took her knickers off and left them in the ashtray. <laughs> yeah, she went on to become a, a, a TV star on uh, one of the Beauty and the Beasts, I think. Excuse me, Stan Zamanik's version of it. What do you, what do you think it is, Darren, about Canberra? Uh, I think it's because um, people are away from home, so they're away from their families. Mm. Uh, you've tasted that sort of life, having to, you know, you, you maybe live there month from Sunday to, to Thursday. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, oh, the, 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 look, the temptations are there, you know, and uh, sometimes the power thing does come into it. Uh, but I think 
Turnbull's bonk ban was necessary in the end because suddenly you're finding this, uh, you're finding that a member of um, of Joyce's staff was moved to another minister's office. Now that probably pushes somebody else out of a job, you know. And you wouldn't know you, staff who loses their job wouldn't know that I'm doing my mate a favour because he has to get his pregnant girlfriend out of his office. You know, and that sort of stuff I don't I don't go with. You know, I, mean, I somebody I won't name a couple of. Uh, Ministers in the Turnbull and Morrison days, uh, I'm sure they were having an affair. There was just too much body language between them, you know, especially in question time and things. You, you, look, you, you sense it. Well, well, the problem is between politicians and their staff, or any staff, is there a problem between politicians? You know, when when Cheryl Curnow and Gareth Evans had their relationship exposed by Laurie Oakes, it was because there was a political implication to yeah. it. But if there's no political implication, uh, is it enough to d- expose it because they're having an extramarital affair and they're breaking the... Well, the, the, the danger there, as I said before, is that the threat of blackmail and, and foreign foreign sources saying, we know something about you. You know, uh, do this or we'll do that. So I think the risks are, are there. So if you were, when you were a journo, and you still are, but you know you were in Canberra as a, as a senator, if you were to find out about a relationship between two MPs and you could confirm it, you'd 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 publicly break well, that no, story. No, it was not, no, that part of it, unless they're doing some harm, unless they're in a position of. Minister for Justice or Attorney General or something like that. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I, mean, I was asked on occasion to, to do stuff in the Senate, which because under parliamentary privilege, which I wouldn't do. But I did it occasionally when with a convicted sex offender and had his had his name suppressed. I, I'd name them. But two consenting adults. It's uh, really it's not my business. I'm but, just so I'm just sitting here now thinking about another case, Neil Brown. Mm. He was uh, deputy prime minister too at some stage. Now uh, he was homosexual yep. in the eighties when it wasn't, you know, it destroyed your career. I guess if you're yes, a yes. politician and found to be homosexual, the story I remember was he was uh, followed somewhere in Africa. And, yes, he uh, was. What do you know about that story? Um, I do know, well, two things. One, I remember on 3AW, the story was broken in the Bulletin magazine, and I repeated it on 3AW, that uh, Hawke blew up in Cabinet one day when people were talking about, about Neil Brown, uh, Neil Brown this and Neil Brown that. And, and unfortunately, was knowing Bob's turn of phrase, he said, hey, I'm sick of effing Brown. <laughs> and, of course, it had all sorts of connotations to it. Uh, but it t- for years and years, there was, there was no... No knowledge at all publicly that that that, that Neil was uh, was gay, um, but there was some story about that they had some stuff against him in in Africa. The same way that the story's gone round and round and round that, that that the Russians have stuff on Trump supposedly urinating on a on a prostitute in Moscow. You know, um, so that sort of stuff eventually it, it will co- it will come out in this day and age. Of course, it'll be thrown up on uh, on Twitter without any verification at all at all. Britain has had some famous 
stories regarding relationships, not just relationships, politicians who've died in very strange circumstances with oranges in their mouths well, and they, stockings. They've, they've, and it's like wearing a raincoat and, 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 and an orange in their mouth or, or, or an apple in a pig's bum. I, I mean, so out of England come the strangest <laughs> political stories. I mean, the, the, diverting for a second, who would have thought if we were sitting here a couple of weeks ago and you say, okay, who's the most likely political leader in Australia to be involved in a sex scandal. I think the last name to come to mind would have been Gladys. <laughs> the last name to come to mind, yeah? And then here she was involved with, uh, with, with the, that incredible story. Well, what do you know about of the Profumo affair which happened in Britain yeah. in the early 60s? Yeah. Well, that that was, involved uh, MPs, yeah. ministers, yeah. spies. Spies. It involved uh, Profumo, uh, who was the Minister for War, or Minister of Defence, uh, Christine Keeler uh, was, was the main involved, and she was an escort, a professional escort. Um, there was a, a doctor involved, his name was Ward, from memory, who I think committed suicide in the end, and they were very happy to have him die because he knew, he, 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 he arranged the parties in the country for Profumo and other politicians to, to go there, and Lord so-and-so and Lord so-and-so. And that other woman who was involved, her name... Um, escapes me at the moment, she was Christian Keeler and anyway, uh, in court, somebody said, oh, but, but Lord so-and-so um, denies that. She said, well, he would, wouldn't he? <laughs> but that, that was an amazing story because he lied. Back in the days when if you lied to Parliament, you were out. doesn't occur anymore. But in the old days, in the 60s, if you lied to Parliament, you are out. If you lie to Parliament, mm. you're lying to the people that you represent. Are we back on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Let, you let me repeat that. Okay. If you lie to Parliament, you're lying to the people that you represent. That is exactly right. Yeah. And, see, and in the case of I mean, Mandy Rice Davis was the name I was trying to think of. She, um, I mean, she and Keel were in it, and they they enjoyed it. They were, they were escorts, and uh, but they but but they were. Um, they were thrown out of the bus, and ironically, Christine Keeler then went to live in South America, and she died only recently, I think, a few years ago. Yeah. Mm. Well, that was a huge story. People can go back and yeah. Google the Profumo affair in, yeah. uh, in, in, in Britain. Yeah. In and New York... The, 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 and, and because Christine Keeler was also having an affair at the same time with a Russian attaché, so she's sleeping with the English Minister for War and the, um, the Russian attaché at the same time, so it was a bit of a... It was pretty messy. Well, that's the similar sort of situation with uh, President John F. Kennedy, who was sleeping with some woman who was also the girlfriend of Sam Giancarno. Sam Giancarno, the mafia boss. The mafia guy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's obviously yeah. a very dangerous When you think, situation. looking back at it now, how naive maybe we were, when Marilyn Monroe sang that sexy happy birthday, Mr. President, to John Kennedy, we didn't know she was bonking him. You know, and so she, she got up there in the sexy dress and... I presume Jackie knew, Jackie Kennedy knew, but she was, I mean, she gave us the sexiest version of happy birthday you've ever hear in your life <laughs> to the president. And then, of course, she was involved with Bobby Kennedy years later, uh, and that caused problems. Uh, another name, and if you look at his surname, it's sort of interesting that he was involved in what he was involved with, and that is Anthony Weiner, the, uh, the oh, guy yes. In New York, in New York, who are, who are, I think the story is that he posted photographs of his genitalia and sent them off to some teenage girls. girls. A teenage girl, uh, yeah. He uh, that was a sad case because he got caught doing it again. Yes, yeah. and his wife 
was uh, very closely involved with Hillary Clinton. She was Hillary Clinton's close advisor, yes. And uh, Weiner was uh, the prosecutor, I think, of New York, who was, you know, very stern, you know. He knew what was right and, and what was wrong, and he was uh, took no prisoners when he was prosecuting people. See, and, yeah. it comes back to this thing about if you're... When you're a hypocrite, you know, you're going to come after even more. Like, um, what was his name? The... Uh, the Presidential candidate Rice, I think. Um, no, presidential candidate Gary uh, Gary Rice. Gary, uh, Gary. No, it wasn't Rice. Uh, Gary Rice was an executive. Yeah, was Channel Ten. Uh, Channel Ten. We better not Gary associate Rice. You got the Gary Rice, and his girlfriend's name was Rice, um, because he denied. Miami Herald were after him. He denied everything, and they found a photo of him with her sitting on his lap in a white bikini, on a boat called the Monkey Business. And it's a, and he and it ruined his it ruined well his. it derailed quite a few presidential yeah. careers because of course Edward Kennedy was a guy who who may well have been president at some stage we spoke about he hadn't driven over the bridge yeah. but he was notorious with relationships that he had uh, mm. in the U.S. you know yeah. capital and, 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 and his his wife ended up in. Uh, in a rehab clinic for, for alcoholism. Problem. What about in business, uh, Darren? Like if you're the chief executive of an organisation and you're having a relationship with, uh, you know, one of your staff members, is that is that an issue, do you think? Well, it can be. It can be. And I think sometimes board, boards of directors uh, frown on it, look down on it, because it's not quite the same because you're not elected politicians. But um, if, if, if it can influence your business, if in fact somebody's going to get promoted above their realm because they're bonking the boss, then that is a, is a problem for the business. Uh, but I'll tell you, when it's a... And once in my life, I, I, I was guilty with a secretary. Uh, but I'll tell you one bit of word of advice to young women. If you have an affair with your boss, I guarantee one thing will eventually happen. One of you will be sacked and it won't be him. Women would say that's unfair. Of course it is. But that's, I'm just warning people, that's the way of the world. If, if the super boss is there and, and you're suddenly having an affair with him and, he's, and then it ends and in the end one person will be fired and it won't be him. Uh, the guy at Channel 7, Tim Warner, yes. I think was his name. He mm -hmm. had a relationship with a lady called Amber. Amber Harrison, yeah. Yes. Very gutsy girl in the end, I thought. Yeah, and of course, Sir Richard Pratt, he owned the business. He was the biggest boss of all because what he said goes, because it was his own private business. He had a relationship. Well, with I, remember, I got the only interview with Richard Pratt on, I was on 3AW Nights, I think, at the time when it all came out that he had a mistress in Sydney and she just had a baby. And Richard came and talked to me. I knew Richard quite well. We'd been friends, acquaintances a lot of time. I've been to parties at his Rahin, the place he owned and here. Been to his daughter's wedding. But in this in this interview, he started saying, I know I did the interview now. He said, I'd be sympathetic. He said, oh, Darren, you know, you're a man of the world. You know how this works. I said, hang on. I don't have a mistress in Sydney and a wife in Melbourne and a, and a two-month-old baby in Sydney. He was trying to envelop me in his thing. In the end, I... Um, uh, this is digressing. I, I opposed a state funeral for Richard Pratt because he um, he and other people stole so much money under cartels in the cardboard business, um, cost Joe Blow and his wife money because every 
box of um, baked beans that came to your supermarket. They'd done a dodgy deal. And it, was in, it involved millions and millions of dollars. And I still got on well with, with Genie, but on that one, I thought, no, nah, shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Darren, summing up the situation with, uh, you know, bonking, I mean, bonking is the most natural thing in the world. That's what human beings do. If there's, Hope so. If there's no bonking, <laughs> yeah, there there's, no no next, there's no next generation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there are rules that apply to it, yeah. uh, and it is... You know, it's like well, there used to be, there used to be lines like "never, sh- never fish off the company pier." You know, yeah, you ne- know. never spread your butter where you earn your bread. That's that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there's, <laughs> there's a lot of it, and there've been many, many cases, and usually it, it's the woman who suffers in the end. I mean, in the Amber Harrison case, uh, I thought it was disgusting when Jeff Kennett wrote an article. He's a director of Seven, wrote an article for the Herald Sun, ripping her to shreds. You know, uh, and yet she'd been banned. I think she's still banned by courts from commenting on any of this. But for Jeff Kerr, as head of Beyond Blue at the time, uh, and as director of Channel Seven, to write a piece that just tore her to shreds, I thought it was repulsive. I really did. Anyway. There was a guy called Alastair Cook. He used to write a letter from uh, oh, America yes, for, for, on the BBC. He yeah, did for, it for, for more like than fifty years. Fifty yeah. years. And he'd, he'd, he'd sort of covered the White House uh, politics as well. I remember him saying that uh, nearly every American president during his time had a mistress on the side. Yeah. So this is something that... Well, we, 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 you, you know that um, when Franklin Delano Roosevelt died, he, Eleanor was in, at the White House. He was in some other state with his mistress. Um, when when um, yeah, so it, 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 yeah, I mean, if you could go back and back and back, I mean, they claim that um, the Jefferson had children to because his African, his African quote slave lived in a special little cottage on his pre- on his premises, and he supposedly had four or five kids with her. So it's a uh, it's not exactly a newfound thing. When Australian Prime Minister Ben Chifley died of a heart attack uh, in 1951, uh, he was staying at the Hotel Carajong in Canberra. That's where he died. Yeah. And uh, uh, apparently he was with his private secretary, a lady called Phyllis Donnelly, who he'd been having a long-running extramarital affair with. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well... Horizontal folk dancing isn't exactly new, and uh, and they often say that, a, that an erect penis has no conscience. <laughs> on I, that classy I think note, we might leave. Okay. On that, Mr. Hinch, uh, Thanks, we will see you uh, next, next week. week. Of course, uh, please uh, leave a review on the uh, on the website uh, that you listen. Oh, somebody to. left one the other day and said, "Oh, Hinch is now this." Mad lefty, did you read that? I well, I, I, some, I, I did read that, and I thought oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a centrist and leaning to the right. Well, I don't Why know what, what sparked that comment. You know, yeah. what did you say in one of the podcasts? Well, I, I guess probably because I once said that I'd, I once stupidly said the Karen and Darren show about Karen Phelps and me, and suddenly oh, people right. thought I was, I was suddenly become a tree hugger, which is couldn't be further from the truth. What I found though is I think the world, political world, seems to be moving to the right. Yes, but uh, that's, I, I think this is where Biden's going to have trouble. We'll discuss this down the track when I mean, it's close to his inauguration. That he got a lot of super left support, you know, and greeny support, and progressives quote support. But 
America, I've said before, will never elect a socialist as, as president. You know. Uh, well, his provi- his vice president yeah. Kamala Harris. Yeah, she's she'll have to, she'll be reined in, believe it or not, because she's she was very left. She's wing. far far too left. And he's seventy seven, so you know well, when she, you, when you get to that age, there's no guarantee you're going to uh, fulfil your, your well, he full may eight not years. Four years. No, she may be president within two years. I mean, who knows? Yeah, could happen. But and she'd be and she's uh, a walk up start for two thousand and twenty four. Yeah, obviously. Um, before we end, do you think? Trump will uh, go again in 2024? Do you, do you? He's, he's probably narcissistic enough. I mean, the man did get not 70 million votes, which is more than Obama got when he was elected. So 70, more people came out and voted this time than ever before. Um, 70 million votes are out, were out there. And you can see in recent weeks how, uh, how the Republicans and Trump Trumpeteers are not accepting the verdict. Well, I can't believe... And I've been thinking back to all of the election results, US, Britain, Australia, wherever. I can't remember any leader who's been beaten in an election who's not conceded graciously. No, I can't either. Uh, the, the, the only hiccup was when Hillary refused to concede that night, as most of them do. But the rumour was that she'd had a couple of glasses of wine and didn't think it was wise because well, she was in shock. Well, I, I, there's also a story that there was broken glass and shouting from the room with uh, Bill because Bill was blaming other people and uh, uh, that was going on on the, yeah. on the night of it the could loss. Have been, it could have been. And, and the irony was that we were hearing reading reports that Melania was in tears that night but not in tears of joy, tears of, oh, you promised me you wouldn't win. <laughs> anyway, for another day. And please subscribe, if you can, to, yeah. uh, to the podcast.